KMTT, Kimi Tzion Tetzei Torah. Today is Friday, Erev Shabbat Kodesh Pashat Nitzavim, Chaf Betelul. And this is Ezra Beck. We're back again with a program for Erev Shabbat. We're going to talk a little bit about Tfilot Rosh Hashanah. We began last week on Malchiyot. Today we'll talk about Zichronot, as well as about, as well as about the Parsha. The, uh, we read today the Pashat Nitzavim Vayelech, the two Pashiyot together. And the Pashiyot have a kind of a Brit and kind of a Tochachat. It's very similar to last week's Pasha, the Pasha of Kitavo. Uh, the difference which Mufashim pointed out, a number of differences, the first difference which Mufashim pointed out was the number being addressed. Pashat Kitavo is addressed in Lashon Rabim, in plural. Everything said there is when you will do this, if you will listen to Kadosh Baruch Hu, you will be punished, you will be blessed, you will have Kalot, you will have Barachot. Pashat Nitzavim is in Lashon Yachid, it's in the singular. And the way the Gva understands this distinction, it's a little bit counterintuitive. The Gva understands that if it's if the Torah speaks in plural to the people, it means that it's speaking to each individual. In other words, the Torah speaks to you plural. It means it's speaking to you and to you and to you and to you and to you. If the Torah speaks belashon yachid in the singular. It's addressing Klal Yisrael, but in singular meaning, Klal Yisrael as one corporate body. And therefore, the Gvar explains the following in regards to our Pasha. Beginning of the Pasha, it speaks about the individual who says, Hidbarech eh, b'levavolimor, Shalom yiyali, Ki b'shrigut libi elech Leman tzvot haravat ha-tzameya The person who turns away from the Brit doesn't follow the mitzvot and he says in his heart it'll be okay because I'm going according to the strength of my own heart. And the pasuk reacts with quite a lot of fury. Kashbochu reacts very, very strongly and says Lo yoveh Hashem sloach lo God will not forgive him He'll be punished more than anyone else. So the God explained as follows. What is this person saying? This person is saying, When he hears the words of this this oath, which oath? This oath, the oath of Pashat Nitzavim, which was said to singular number, meaning was said to Klal Yisrael, was said to all of Israel as one. And he says, Okay, I'll be okay because I'm not part of that. I'm following the dictates of my own heart. I'm an individual. I'm not part of the club. And that's why everything that was said here doesn't apply to me. If you're not part of the corporate, uh, the corporate existence of Knesset Yisrael, who has signed a covenant with God, but I'm following my own heart. I'm not a conformist. I'm an individual. We're all individuals. I'm an individual. And that's why he thinks, Shalom Yiyeli, peace will be for me, 
I follow the dictates of my own heart. That is why God in the punishment says, The punishment of God is first and foremost that God separates him from the cloud. And then, indeed, he is punished by very, very, very strongly. Since he has taken himself out of the cloud, thinking thereby he can do whatever he wants, so God is part of the punishment, or as the, the root of the punishment is, separates him from Klai Yisrael. Behivdilo Hashem l'ra'ah mikol shiftei Yisrael. Because being separated from Am Yisrael is l'ra'ah. The very fact that he's not separated, and he's on his own, so to speak, is in fact the, the, the first step and the basis for any punishment that will take place to him. Being on your own puts you at an extreme disadvantage when God judges you the Torah and the point is that part of specifically I'm thinking about Rosh Hashanah specifically part of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is not that we go to God and ask for forgiveness but that we first immerse ourselves in Klai Yisrael the Avodat Yom Kippur in the Beit HaMikdash was, was of course collective it was in the Beit HaMikdash Kohen Gadol in the name of all Yisrael, he even confessed the sins of all Yisrael. Something which to modern man might appear to be absurd. How can someone else confess my sins? But the whole point is that the Jewish people as a whole stands before God. Each one of us bound into the collective uh, consciousness, the collective existence of Klai Yisrael. And there, there is indeed a bit. And there is indeed a covenant. And the covenant has punishments and bachot. But we're bound together by that bit. God does never, ever forget the covenant with the Jews. And therefore, there's always a certain boundary to, to what we can be punished. Because God will not break the covenant with them, with the, with the Christ. So, but if you're on your own, even if you try to come close to God, but on your own, then you're, as I said, an extreme disadvantage. Because then each chet that you've done weighs around your neck like a millstone. God is not bound to forgive. Forgiveness is part of the collective covenant with Klausah. Our first step in getting ready for Shanaim Kippur is to re-immerse ourselves, rebind ourselves to the klal. As part of the klal, we accept God's kingship, not over me, God's kingship over klal Yisrael. And we come before God asking that Melech Yisrael, Melech Mochel B'Soleich, the king of Israel is Mochel B'Soleich on Yom Kippur, and we should have a Shana Tova, Umevorachat. Okay, last week uh, we began a discussion of the Tfilot of Rosh Hashanah, Specifically, we're talking about Musaf. Because in Musaf, we have the three extra brachot, the three special brachot. Last week, we talked about Malchiot. Today, I wish to talk about, for a few minutes, about, about Zichronot. One of the themes of Rosh Hashanah is Zikaron. Memory, remembering, paying attention. If we look in the bracha of Zichronot, which begins, Atazokher Maaseh Olam, we find immediately that there are two different meanings, at least in our normal English translation, to the word Zohar. 
The Bacha begins, You remember all actions of the world and you pay attention to all creations. Before you, all hidden things are present. In other words, remembering means simply knowing. And God remembers, reviews in His mind, so to speak. Everything means He knows every single fact. And then the Bracha continues, Nothing is forgotten before you, and nothing can be hidden from your eyes. You remember everything that has been done, and every single created thing is not is not uh, 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 missing from 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 you. In other words, to remember means to know, and God remembers everything. This is the image we have of everything being read, so to speak, the record being read before God, and God reviewing every single fact about every single person on Rosh Hashanah. But if we look, skipping now to the end, the bracha itself. We say, We ask God to remember us with a good memory. What is a good memory? What is zikaron tov? Remembering is neutral. It's remembering the facts. I remember every single specific fact. But there's no, there's no good or bad there. You can't do it with chesed or with din. It's simply to remember. Ufakdeinu, it's the other verb. Discover with God. To remember and to, and to pay attention. An intention of redemption and mercy. And that, in fact, is the Khatima. The Khatima is Baruch HaTashem Brit. You remember the covenant. Not remember everything, but you remember the covenant. When you remember us, remember, remember the covenant. The Kriyat Torah for Rosh Hashanah. Hashem Pakad. Remember, Pakad is a Synonym for Zachar in this Bacha. Zachar Pokel. Hashem Pakadet Sarah Kasher Amar. He didn't remember that Sarah existed. He remembered his relationship with her and he redeemed, he did something for her. He gave her her child, Yitzchak. So there are two different meanings which are obviously intertwined. When I say different, I don't mean that there's a mistake here. There's an intertwining of two different meanings. One is that God reviews all the facts. But two is that God remembers you and doesn't forget you, meaning He cares about you. When I remember, when God remembers us, so to speak, Zocheret Abrit, Zocheret Banav, it's that you're present in His mind and therefore close to Him. If we look at the, at the Bracha, these two things flicker back and forth. In the beginning, as I read, Ein Shechacha, Ve'ein Nista, nothing is missing. You remember everything. In fact, it doesn't talk about the Jews there. It's, Kol HaMifal, everything you've done. Kol Yitzu, everything created. Sofem Abit Atsof Kol Adorot, Ki Tavi Chok Zikaron Lihipakeit Kol Ruach Vanafesh. You bring a rule of memory to pay attention to every spirit and soul. To remember many actions and all creatures without end. A little bit later, the Bracha says, 
as an exclamation. We, we turn the relationship around. Therefore, since God remembers everything, blessed is the man who doesn't forget you and makes an effort to be close to you. For he who, who searches for you will not fail and those who take shelter in you will not be shamed. Why? And then we begin the psukim. And the psukim, all of them, are not really about remembering facts, but about remembering and redeeming. The first one is about Noach. Noach You remembered Noach with Lot. Now, Noach, what do you mean remember Noach? Noach was in the, the ark. And God allowed the world to be destroyed. But then he remembered Noach and took him out of the ark. So to speak, he had forgotten about Noach. As though. And then he remembered him. But remembering him, he didn't remember that he was on the, simply at sea. He remembered that Noach, his, his servant, was at sea. And therefore he reeled him in. Bidval Yeshua Barachamim. As an action of redemption and mercy. As it says, and this is what the Pasuk means. By Yiskor Lakim et Noach. But Kol HaChayim et Kol Rima Asher Bateva. And God remembered Noah. What's he remembered him? He remembered that he had to help him. And frankly, theologically, God didn't forget Noah at any one second. Wasn't he remembered him now at the end of the 180 days? He he brought Noah closer to his heart. And the situation is even clearer. It talks about the Jews now. The Jews were complaining, crying in Egypt. And God remembered his covenant with Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. So I'm remembering everything. Perhaps God should remember our sins. No, 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 no. He remembers the covenant. Briti Yaakov, Briti Yitzhak, Briti Avraham. The Psukim from Ktubim. Zecher Asalan Niflotav Chanun Barachum Hashem. God made a memory in order to be merciful. Teref Natan Reyav Yiskol Rambrito. He gives food to his, he gives sustenance to those who fear him. He will remember the covenant. Vayiskol Rambrito remembers the covenant. Vayinachem Kerov Chasadav. Therefore he, he restrains himself. He, he takes back the evil decree. And even more, incredibly, beautifully, in the Psukim, Go, you the prophet. And declare in the ears of Yerushalayim. remember for you. Think what those words mean. Not I remember, but I remember to you. Plain memory can't be to something. I remember in your honor, in your credit, the the grace of your early days, the love of our engagement, when you followed me in the desert, in a land not sown. This is this is reminiscing. God says, I remember today, it comes back to me the memory of our first meeting, you, me and the Jews, you and I. The beautiful love when you followed me into the desert. And I remember the covenant that I made In other words, here memory is a recreation of the early pure simple days and in effect 
bridging over the much more complicated days of today. It's almost like forgetting. We forget all the arguments of the last few days because all that becomes submerged in the important memory of when we first met, our first love. And therefore, and therefore the eternal covenant we based on that, in Emar, the last pasuk, I remember my darling son Ephraim, God says, the child with whom I played, for as I speak of him, I remember, remember him more. You can't remember more if you remember everything all the time. And God's memory is perfect and complete. But if memory means taking something close to one's heart, then my intestines are stirred by him. I will have mercy on him, the Umashem. So, what you have in this bracha is, is, I think it's a continuum. It's not two meanings, but a continuum and a shift. On Rosh Hashanah, God sits down to review and remember everything. Part of the theme of Rosh Hashanah, the day of creation, God created the world on Rosh Hashanah, the day of Malchut, therefore God is king, but as part of being king, he, he, he has everything come before him so that he can see all his creatures. That's the way we celebrate God's kingship, by, by appearing in court. And God does a review of what his kingdom has done in the last year or, or, or forever. That's the action that's taking place. But now this pasuk, this last pasuk in Zichonot explained it so beautifully. I review his actions, but the more I pay attention to his actions there's now created a certain connection when you just review the facts but the facts of your child when you review the facts that it's, it's automatically accompanied by a closeness of, of love and of spirit the actual act of memory doesn't have necessarily that content God looks at you but when God looks at us and he sees the Brit that changes the whole look so you have, in fact, two stages, one based on the other. God says, I'm going to look at all the facts, everything. It's all neutral, it's all equal before me. I'm simply doing checking. Fact one, fact two, fact three. But then he comes across us. He says, okay, what have you done? What have you done? But he becomes, he's becoming, so to speak, interested in what we've done. But the more God becomes interested in what we've done, the more he becomes interested. Not just merely paying attention, but, but interested because there's a certain connection between us and God. Because and then he remembers not just the facts, but the association of the facts. The experience of leaving Mitzrayim, the experience of going to the desert, the experience of coming to Eretz Israel, the childhood, the engagement, the Evusin, the betrothal, and everything else. In fact, the facts begin to change. Their flavor has begun to change because there's zikaron, there's memory, and there's pekudat Yeshua barachamim, a memory of redemption and mercy. I heard from the Rav once, begamet noach be'ahava zacharta. What does it mean be'ahava zacharta? What does it mean to remember in love? The Rav Zal said that Noach was saved for two reasons. One is because somebody had to be saved. God did not really plan on ending the world completely. So therefore, you needed somebody to repopulate the world. 
And Noach was the best candidate. Okay, so when he chose, who did that should be? Noach was a tzaddik, he chose Noach. But the reason for the choice, the reason for the basic reason for choosing somebody was that somebody had to be chosen. Noach is the best candidate. The second reason for choosing Noach is because, indeed, Noach as a personality was was a, an object of God's redemption. So that's what the Pasuk means. The Gamet Noach be'ahavazacharta. You remember Noach not merely because he fits into your plan, but because there's a personal connection. When you paid attention to Noach, so Noach's figure came up before God's eyes and ba'ahava in love, zachata, and therefore you didn't merely save him, but b'tifkadeu, you saved him with redemption and mercy. And therefore we can add the short prayer which is added in the bracha, Therefore, his memory should come before you now for us to have his. This is Noah, it's me, all humanity, not just the Jews, but that the, the, the seed, his seed, his descendants should be uh, populous like the sands of the universe and his descendants as the sand of the sea. There is a second dichotomy that the Rav pointed out in this bracha between the mass and the individual. Listen to the opening words. Merishit kazot odata b'snim otagilita zeh yom t'chat masecha zeklon yom mishon. First it says Hakol galoi v'yadua lefanecha Hashem elokeinu tzotah v'tasot kol adorot Every single individual fact is present before you. Every created being. Then the Baruch suddenly switches. V'anam dinot bo yeyamer Eizu l'achir v'eizu l'shalom v'eizu l'ra v'eizu l'sova God says on the nations in other words geopolitics is being decided on this day. Which nation to sword, which nation to peace, which nation to hunger, which nation to prosperity. And the individual creatures are also remembered. In other words, on the one hand, look, this is Rosh Hashanah. It's the it's God is king of the world. King of the world, he has to make certain grand decisions. Yes, cold war, no cold war. War and peace, prosperity, rain, hurricanes, that's what's being decided on this day. But at the same time, each and every creature, not just human individual, each and every creature comes before God and God weighs him as well. This, is, I think, is the reason for the exclamation, If God was only dealing in geopolitics, so you, the small little worm, the small cog in the wheel, you have no relationship with God. But if God is calling you to stand before Him on this day of kingship and weighing you, then, Blessed, wonderful is the man who has never forgotten you because this is the beginning of what will happen later on. Zikaron is in fact the basis for our relationship with God. It's not merely the facts, but it's the living relationship that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He remembers the bit, and we remember what He is, what He is for us. 
Of course, the end of the bracha has a specific relationship to Yitzchak. We have a special tefillah in which we say, "Zechol Hashem Elokeinu Tabrit V'Tachesed Hashuah Shnishbat Abraham Avinu Bahar Amoria V'Tarei Lefanecha Kedash Akad Abraham Avinu Yitzchak Binoah Gabei Amizbech." We have a special tefillah in which we say we want God to remember the Akedat Yitzchak. The Sefer Akedat Yitzchak is a book. Akedat Yitzchak by Yitzchak Arama. He explains what is so special about the Akedah. That in the Akedah, the Jews were dedicated to God. They themselves were a korban, they were a sacrifice. Yitzchak, who was all of Jewry, was brought and dedicated to God the way a sacrifice is dedicated to God on top of the altar. In other words, we're not merely a fact in the world. When God remembers us, He should remember us not just as you exist, but that you exist within the relationship, within the bit. And that comes back, the, the, the most incredible expression of that was the Akedah, totally dedicated to God, and therefore God should also be, so to speak, dedicated to us in the same manner as He remembers us. The memory should be a memory of that, of that sort, Bakidat Yitzchak Lizarol Hayom Barachamim Barachamim Tisko. That's the principle of Zichonot, the second bracha of the triple bracha of Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. And now, following the custom I started last week, we get to hear another selection from the disc. Yeshivat HaMetzion Tfilot of Rosh Hashanah Nora, Uma, 
مقام بکداش We know we read two parshiyot this week, Nitzavim and Vayelach. In Vayelach, we have one mitzvah, a very important mitzvah, mitzvah takel. Once every seven years, on Sukkot of the seventh year, the entire Jewish people would gather and the Melech, the king, would be before them the Sefer Torah. So the Pasuk says explicitly that you should bring men, women, and children. And the Gemara says, men come to learn, Women come to hear. The assumption was that many of the women would not be able to actually learn, but they would hear the Devei Torah. And children, why do they come? A strange answer. You bring the children so that they who bring them should have a reward. So all the commentators ask, what does that mean? If there's a reason for the, men, for the children to be there, a real reason, an integral reason, you don't need another reason. If there's no purpose of bringing the children, then there's no reward that should be given to those who bring them. It's like they said, and why do you bring uh, uh, your horses? So that you should have reward for bringing the horses. But if you don't need horses, then there's no reward to bring them. So we need an, 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 an inherent reason for bringing the children, not an external reason like this. And Rav Hutner once answered, gave the following answer. What is the purpose of Mitzvah Takel? Why is there once in every seven years a necessity to read the Torah or selections from the Torah before the Jews? The Rambam says explicitly that the Mitzvah Akel is Lachin Libam Lakshivoznam. The Jews should prepare their hearts and and have their ears listen. Lishmob Ima Viyirah Vigila Birada to hear in fear and trembling and the joy of awe. Kiyom Shinit Nabu Bisinai like the day on which the Torah was given in Sinai. He should see himself as though he were now commanded. The experience of Hakel is to be at Har Sinai. You're hearing it as though God were reading it to you. Now you're being commanded and therefore your, your internal uh, uh, status and reaction should be fear and, and awe and joy of trembling. So it's a very interesting mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to recreate Har Sinai. We don't actually do mitzvah takel today, although the Aderet, Rav David, Rabinowitz Ta'omim, wrote an entire book in which he claimed there's no reason not to do it, and he tried to recreate Hakel today as well. But Allah Chalamai said it's not performed. It's an amazing lack it's not performed. We're missing a basic experience which the Torah thought Jews should have of returning to Har Sinai once every seven years. So Rav explained that Har Sinai it's not only a learning experience in which case only those who can learn should come. Har Sinai is by learning and hearing the Torah Am Yisrael becomes part of a covenant with God. They become a nation who is in a state of covenantal relationship with God. And of course at Har Sinai, everybody was present, including the children. You couldn't leave the children out. So what if they don't understand? But the understanding of the adults is the covenant for the people, and the people has to include everybody. And therefore, you have to bring your children to Hakel as well, because if you don't, 
it won't really be Hasinai. It won't be Hasinai, then you won't be there either. You'll also be missing the main point. And that's what it means, Lavi that that reward should be given to those who bring them. When you bring the child, you get a reward. What reward do you get? You've completed the picture of 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 Hasinai. Shinaskeh that we should be worthy of each and one of us of accepting and receiving the Torah Bahar Sinai of giving the kingship to God and Rosh Hashanah Slichao Mechila Biyom Kippur and returning to communion with God on Sukkot and Hoshana Rabbah and our own personal Mitzvah Mitzvah Takel Shabbat Shalom Umevorach